Uh, good morning, church. I'm so glad that you could join in our online service this morning. Let's take a moment to thank God before I get into uh, this morning's uh, sharing the word this morning. So, Father, I thank you that you are here. Father, I thank you that you are in every home. Lord, I pray that you will open and prepare our hearts and our minds. Holy Spirit, we submit to you this day. Speak to us. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This morning I will be continuing on with our theme for this month, which is on faithfulness. One of the best ways that I can explain faithfulness to myself and to you is through the example of marriage. Marriage, according to the Word of God, is between a man and a woman who have decided to live their single lives and their families that they are born in and come into a covenant relationship with each other. Marriage is based on truth. Promises are made to love and care for one another. You share a journey together of some of the most beautiful and sometimes difficult and challenging times. No matter what happens over these times, you promise that your love for each other will never change. If anything, it grows. Marriage is designed as an inseparable, exclusive relationship between two people. Many times we will find that marriage is used as a powerful image of Israel's covenant with God and Christ's relationship with the church. I believe that marriage is a wonderful symbol of faithfulness to one another. Faithfulness in the Bible means to have the quality of steadfast loyalty or firm adherence to promise. As great of a picture, a good, a lasting, a covenant marriage can paint in our minds about faithfulness right now. I think I can do better this morning. I think I can do better because I want to talk to you about God's faithfulness. I'm here to tell you this morning that no one can do faithfulness better than God. Because He is who He is. He is the meaning of faithfulness. It is the very nature. It's God's nature. Faithfulness is God's nature. Listen to what His Word says about His faithfulness. Isaiah 25 verse 1 says, O Lord, You are my God. I will exalt You and praise Your name. For in perfect faithfulness You have done marvelous things, things planned long ago. Lamentations 3, 23 says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Exodus 34, 6 says, The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps His covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes His unfailing love on those who love Him and obey His commands. God's faithfulness means that He can always be depended upon. Because of who God is, His faithfulness cannot be measured. 
His faithfulness cannot be measured. And He is faithful in many, many ways. Faithfulness is the very nature of God. So this morning, let's, let's just look at some of the ways that we can uh, find God show Himself faithful according to His Word. God is faithful because He is truth. God is faithful because He is truth. I want to take you to a passage of Scripture in the book of Numbers, one of the Old Testament books of the Bible. But before we go to the passage, let me give you a little bit of uh, a breakdown of, as to what is happening in this story, as this story is three chapters long. It's found in Numbers chapters 22 to 24. It tells us a story about a king, a sorcerer, a diviner, or a, a, a nation, a wandering nation that we know of as Israel. King Balak paid this sorcerer called Balaam to come and speak a curse as it was the practice of those days. The curse was to be put on Israel. It was the size uh, of this group of people that threatened King Balak. Israel was estimated to be around two and a half million people. They were camped at a place called the Acacia Grove near King Balak's territory. God has been faithful to his people. They were delivered from captivity by the might of God from Egypt. Now they were about to cross the Jordan River into the land that God has promised them. But in the middle of all this, King Balak, who was afraid because of what he has seen this nation do, along there moving uh, from one place to another, this nation has conquered the areas of two Amorite kings. When Balaam, the diviner, the sorcerer was called to curse the people. It was God's faithfulness to his people that Balaam could not do anything but to bless them. This is what the message God gave to Balaam to speak to Balak. Number 20, Numbers 23, verses 18 to 23. It says, Rise up, Balak, and listen. Hear me, son of Zephor. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I received a command to bless. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. No misfortune is in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed their king. God brought them out of Egypt. For them he is as strong as a wild ox. No curse can cut, touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob what wonders God has done for Israel. Church, I want us to recognize that no curse could succeed against Israel because they had been blessed by the God who has always been faithful and true to them. I have been speaking to a number of people, friends and family, church family. And yes, there are a good number of you who are 
quite okay with all the new things and the new ways of doing things uh, around you with work and home and kids and school and etc which is great but there are also many of you understandably uh, you just can't handle things that is happening uh, and changing so rapidly around you the stress of juggling between work and and kids school and other things it's just too much it's hard trying to adapt to new ways of doing things. Many of you have been seeking prayers for, uh, and support for, for, for a number of different things. Things like mental illness or your health has been deteriorating. Things like, uh, uh, things like you've been feeling overwhelmed, feeling inadequate. No matter how hard you try, it just don't seem to fulfill the, the requirements of life. Feeling as if you are not good enough for what life throws at you. You are just overwhelmed. The thoughts of doubts about yourself that are clouding your minds. What do we say when people feel this way? The only way we can encourage people who are feeling heavy and overwhelmed and tired is by showing them God's faithfulness through His Word. As I was speaking to someone who was feeling a little bit discouraged and feeling a little bit worked out, everything that was happening around them, it was, it was just too much for them. God just dropped this in my heart just to remind them the truth that Jesus spoke on the cross. Just to remind them what Jesus said when he was on the cross. You see, church, when the Son of God, Jesus, he died for you and me on the cross. He took upon our sin, our shame, our guilt, our curse. It was all transferred over to him. And just before he gave up his spirit, he declared this truth, which is our blessing. And he said this, it is finished. It is finished. Just like Balaam who could not put a curse against the Israelites. Not because anything that they have done to protect themselves against this curse. But because they were blessed. The truth of God's word was over this nation. The same way it is, the, it is true for us. Those who have given their lives to Jesus to, to become followers of Jesus. The moment we believe in the redeeming work of the cross we begin to live under the blessing of the finished work of what Jesus has done on that cross. Yes, there will be times when we will feel discouraged. Yes, there will be times when we will feel overwhelmed and your mind will feel overloaded. Voices will tell you that you're not good enough. This is where we rely on God's faithfulness. We surround ourselves with His truth, which is His word. Here are some of the things we will find uh, as we search in His Word. Find things about Him. We will find out that God calls Himself Elohim, which tells us about His power and might, that He is the only supreme and true God, that He is El Elyon, God Most High, that He is above all else and nothing in life is more sacred, that He is Jehovah Jireh, 
meaning the Lord will provide, that even before our needs uh, arise, He is the God who is able to provide for all our true needs. He is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. It means our God gives us peace, so we need not fear. There are many more truths about Him that we can rely on. He has revealed Himself to us through His Word, the Bible, and in the person of Jesus. If we know that God is faithful and there cannot be a lie in Him, then we can trust Him to tell us the truth about us and set us in the right direction in life. Many of us have taken wrong directions in life because we listen to wrong things. We take on board wrong advice, unhealthy advice. If we know that God is faithful, then we ought to be filling ourselves with His truth. Have we been spending enough time with Him so He can reveal His truth about us? Let's commit ourselves Let's commit ourselves to knowing about Him, about who He is and what He says about Himself and how He sees us. God is faithful because He is true. What He says will come to pass. The next thing then is this. Because God is truth, He is faithful to keep all His promises and covenants. God by nature cannot promise what He does not intend to keep. Let me say that again. God in nature cannot promise what He does not intend to keep. Earlier on, I used marriage to describe faithfulness. And I love wedding ceremonies. Growing, growing up where I, I came from, um, wedding ceremonies can go on for a week. You start the Saturday the week before, and all the boys from the village will, will gather, and this will be the day when we will be uh, building an open shed around the compound of uh, the, the, usually the bride's house. This shed will, uh, will then cater and hold uh, 100, 200, 300, up to 400 people sometimes. And so we will be assigned the task of uh, going out to the rivers. We, we lived at the place where there was a river close by. And we would go and collect bamboos and, uh, and find corrugated roofing to, to build this shed, this structure where this wedding ceremony will take place. It's, it's a great time of uh, the gathering of family and friends. Week in, uh, that week, you know, the family and friends will, will pour in and uh, great meals and good food will be cooked and it will be a time of celebration. But of course, the main part of any wedding is when the bride and the groom, they look eye to eye and make a vow, a promise to have and to hold from this day forward. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death them do part. The celebrations continue. Then years down the track, 
your heart breaks when you, when you hear about problems creeping into marriages. Those marriages where you have been a witness, a witness of two people joined together with marriage vows to stick it out no matter what. But somehow, somewhere, trust was broken. And they go their separate ways. When you are hurt through this, when you are hurt through a broken relationship, in any relationship, it takes time to heal from that and begin to trust again. Let me encourage you this morning that no matter what, we can put our complete trust in God's faithfulness. He cannot turn away from what He promises. Listen to what He says in Psalm 145 verse 13. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps His promises. He is gracious in all He does. Out of the many things that we find when we study God's word, when we, when we study his word, we find out about his character. We find that God is an all-powerful God. We find out that God is an all-knowing God, that God is ever-present. He is present everywhere. He is at hand. This is the reason why the psalmist declared that his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, because no one, no one can dethrone God. Our generation is here, now, and gone the next. But God remains forever, and He reigns throughout all generations. He is faithful to keep all His promises because that is just who He is. Out of the many promises that we find in the Bible, the one that I will highlight is this one. God loves us unconditionally. God loves us unconditionally. Our need to be loved with a perfect, sacrificial, forever kind of love, just the way we are, by someone who intimately knows us, is fulfilled and demonstrated by Jesus. This is what it says in Romans 8, 38, verse 39. It says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful to keep his promise. His promise for us is this, that in Christ Jesus, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Will we prove to be faithful by putting our trust in Him? We need to be asking ourselves these questions this morning. Have we been putting our trust in our faithful God who have been living uh, our, have, we been, have we been living our lives uh, with this promise of His unconditional love? Can we put our trust in Him? The answer is yes, we can. We can put our trust because God is a faithful God. 
The other attribute that shows us that God is faithful and will remain faithful is that He is immutable. God is immutable. What do I mean by that? God is faithful because He never changes. You and I can change. Our circumstances can change. Who would have thought that three or four months uh, ago that uh, a small virus would come and change the way we do things and live? Simple things like the way we greet each other would have had to change. Here is the confirmation of that, of who God is. God is immutable. He is unchangeable. Here is the confirmation that is found in His Word. It is found in Malachi 3.6. And it simply and powerfully says this. It says, I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. In my story earlier from the book of Numbers... It is important to note that when God spoke a blessing on the Israelite, it was not because of something that they did. In fact, throughout their journey, they constantly disobeyed God. They constantly rebelled against God. They complained against God. God was the one who got them out of slavery from Egypt. God was the one who made a way where there seemed to be no way. He made the way through the sea. God was the one who provided for them in the desert. These are the people who were the recipients of God's blessing and His miracles. Still, they abandoned God. They abandoned God as they faced challenges during their transition. Instead of focusing on God's unchanging character, they shaped up a perishable item, uh, idol and, and it started worshipping it. Yet, God remained faithful. He did not change his mind about his people. Right now, most of us are going through a season where there is a lot of change. Maybe for some of us, what used to be is not there anymore. What can be, we are not certain of. This is a challenging, a challenging time for for us, but we can rely on God's faithfulness. Maybe during these changing times, our faith is challenged. Let me encourage you this morning that keeping our faith requires remembering what brought us to faith in the first place. So let's be intentional about remembering God's grace in our life. As uncomfortable sometimes change can be we can be sure to find comfort in our unchanging immovable God our God is a faithful God we can depend and rest in his faithfulness God's faithfulness is found in his truth God's faithfulness is found in his promise God's faithfulness is found in His unchanging character. I can be certain of this because He displayed His faithfulness in His Son, Jesus. Jesus is the meaning of God's faithfulness. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
God's promise of salvation and eternal life is through His Son, through faith in Jesus. And He is, He is the way, the truth, and the life. God is a faithful God. And we can put our trust in Him. We can rely on Him. No matter what changes or who changes, God does not change. He remains the same. We can put our trust on our faithful God. So I want to encourage you this morning. Maybe you are listening and you have never experienced God's faithfulness in your life. You have never had a relationship with this true God who loves us unconditionally who promises to never to leave us or forsake us no matter what, and who by character does not change. You can come into this wonderful relationship through Jesus. Jesus who died for all our sins, took upon himself all our sins, so that we can come into this right relationship with Father God, our faithful God. And if you're there, you're listening, this is all we need to do. We need to just submit ourselves and say, God, I ask you, Jesus, I ask you, I, I, I believe that you have done this for me. So I want to repent. I want to ask for your forgiveness so that you can take my sins so I can come into this right relationship with Father God. I want you from today onwards to be the Lord of my life. If you are one of them sitting there and, and you've just decided to do that, it's a time of celebration. It's a time to go and tell some. It's time to go and tell someone, uh, one of your friends who is Christian, who has been praying for you, maybe, tell them this news that I have decided to to follow Jesus. It's a time of celebration. God is a faithful God. 